Some years ago, back when I was a younger man, I was invited to celebrate a friend's birthday, um, and they were having a get-together at some cool club in the Docklands, and I'm not really the kind of guy to often go into cool clubs in the city, but it was my friend's birthday, so I was still keen to go. And I also had something else on that night that was kind of early in the evening, so um, it also meant that instead of going in with all my friends, I would have had to travel in on the train all on my own because I was going in later, but still, it was my friend's birthday, so I wanted to go. So I went for my other commitment and then went in and long train ride into the city on my own and then the walk got to the club and um, in the invite my friend had also kind of told us all that there was a dress code for this club and that it was smart casual. So given that I'm not the kind of guy who often goes to cool clubs in the city, I thought I'll put on my nicest pair of shorts and I'll wear my nicest pair of Dunlop volleys and I walk up to the door of the club and the bouncer looks at me and is like, no mate. This isn't Chapel Street. And I'm like, what? I've never even been to Chapel Street. I don't know what you're talking about. So then I had a long walk back to the train station and then a long train ride all the way home on my own, feeling rather embarrassed. Um, and I trust that perhaps you can feel sorry for young Cameron as you hear that story. Because naturally, we all want to be part of the party and we, and we see that it's, it's a shame to be turned away like that. Especially for, for something as trivial as, oh, you're not wearing the right clothes. We can all recognise that there's something kind of devastating about that, perhaps even unfair. And perhaps you had a similar reaction when you listened to the gospel today. That this guest at the wedding banquet is thrown away just because he's not wearing the right clothes. Just because perhaps he misread the, um, the dress code. And if you're like me at all, I read this and was like, Jesus... What are you getting at? That's, that actually seems a bit nasty. So, let's try and figure out what Jesus is on about together. And there's one thing that we can all agree on first, and it's that we all want to be at the party. The party's a good place. We don't want to miss out. We don't want anybody to miss out on this party, yeah? And this, Jesus gives us the image of the king's son's wedding banquet in the gospel, but it's also paired with this beautiful reading from Isaiah that we heard in the first reading, um, this description of the mountain of God, the banquet of the kingdom of heaven, with fine wines and rich foods, and every tear shall be wiped away, there will be no more shame, and death will be put to an end. It's just this perfect celebration, this ultimate joy, where anything that um, weighs us down is taken away. And that, that should kind of resonate with our hearts, that, that that's something that we all really desire. It's, it's the, the banquet, it's the party that we've actually been made for. Every desire in our hearts is fulfilled in this banquet that God invites us to. So who wouldn't want a seat at that banquet? I know I wouldn't. We all want to sit at that banquet, and we all think that everybody should be able to sit at that banquet. And God agrees. This is why we see the king in this parable invites everybody. He invites his friends first and those important people, but then afterwards he says, go out, good and bad alike, just invite them all, just bring everyone. I want the hall to be full. I want the banquet to be full. It's great that we actually have such a full crowd this morning, there are people standing at the back. Um, sorry that you're uncomfortable, but it's great that the hall is full. God rejoices. And God has done everything 
that he could to allow us to get into that banquet. This is the story of our salvation. This is why Jesus has come and taken away everything from us that prevents us from getting into that banquet. All the sin and the heaviness that weighs down our hearts, that stops us from getting in that banquet. Jesus took that upon himself on the cross and he died and through his resurrection we're able to join in his resurrection. We're able to join in eternal life with God. We're invited to that eternal banquet sharing in the joy and love of the Father's house. But people are missing out. People miss out on this banquet and it is a tragedy. We should be upset about that. We should think that that's a shame that people could possibly miss out on this joyful feast. But we also ought to ask ourselves whether we're in that same boat, whether we might be missing out too. Because Jesus says, many are called, but few are chosen. This is how he sums up the message of today's gospel. He says, many are called, but few are chosen. Yes, many are called. The invitation goes out to everybody, but few actually end up sharing in the feast at the end. Jesus is saying that people miss out on this banquet that they're invited to and that they've been made to. And he points out two reasons or two ways in which we can fail to join in the banquet. The first one is that we don't respond to the invitation. When the king sends out the invitation to the wedding feast, they respond in two different ways. They either ignore it, they just go about their business, get on with their lives as if it doesn't mean anything, or they outright refuse it. They kill the servants that come with the message. They refuse the king's invitation. And we have the same choice to make. The invitation is given us. Jesus invites everybody to be part of this banquet. In fact, the good news of Christianity is an invitation. It's an invitation to share in the life and the joy of God. And we all have a choice to respond to that. The beauty is that God gives us free will and he doesn't force anyone to come into the party. He lets us respond. And the beautiful thing this morning is that we have a number of young people who are stepping forward to make that response and say, yes, I want to be part of the life and love of God. I want to join in that banquet. I want to be baptized into the life of God. That's beautiful. But we can also ignore this invitation. We can also reject it outright. And so perhaps there's some here this morning who haven't responded to that. Perhaps there are some who are you're new to Christianity or you're just new to hearing this message or you haven't really made that response with your life to, to say, yes, Lord, this banquet is something I want to be a part of. I want to say yes. Many of us have made that response with our baptism and Today, along with these young ones, we're going to be renewing our baptismal promises. But if, if you haven't been baptized or if you've never made that free response to God yourself, I invite you, if you'd like, to, to stand with us and say I do to those questions. If, if you hear this message today, if you hear this invitation and you want to give your yes to God, the door is open, the invitation is here. For many of us, though, we've made that response, we've entered into the life of God, 
we're already preparing for or tasting of that banquet. Um, many of us were baptized as children. Many of us have, have tried to live that out in different ways through the life. So the question then for us is, is it possible that we could still miss out? And this comes to the second way that Jesus points out. And it, it really has to do with the most prickly point of our gospel today, I think. Why, Jesus, does this guy get thrown out of the party just because he ignored the dress code? What is with the guy getting thrown out because of the, of the wedding garment? This is what I think Jesus might be meaning. Our response doesn't stop at baptism. If baptism is about immersing our whole lives into the grace of God, into the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, then our whole lives ought to start looking a bit more like Jesus, ought to start looking a bit more godly. Because it's possible that we can come to baptism and say, I just want to get myself like an entry into heaven stamp on my passport, with no intention of doing anything for the rest of our lives to actually take that up or grow in it. We can just say, oh yeah, I'll be right. God will let me in because I've got the stamp. But this is the kind of person that Jesus looks at at the banquet and says, where's your wedding garment? Because this, this wedding garment is how we have actually taken up the grace of baptism and allowed it to change us, allowed it to form who we are, to form our lives. Because while, while the grace is given, God gives us the gift of life in our baptism, we have to cooperate with that. We have to work with that, foster it, and let it bear fruit in our lives. Now, Paul uses a beautiful image for this, which, which resonates really well with the wedding garment of our gospel today, because he speaks of taking off the old life and putting on the new life. In the letter to the Ephesians, he says, you were taught to put away the former way of life. Your old self, corrupt and deluded by its lusts, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to clothe yourself with the new self, created according to the likeness of God in righteousness and holiness. Because yes, we have lived in sin, but the invitation to baptism is also to then leave behind these old attitudes, these old habits, these old thoughts and ways of being, and to take up a new way of life. And at some point between now and, between, and when we get to that heavenly banquet, everything of the old self is going to have to be stripped away. So there's an invitation for us to consider then, how have I actually been taking up this grace of baptism and allowing it to bear fruit in my life? How have I been allowing this grace to actually change who I am? change the way I am clothed. Perhaps I can see that there's some of these thoughts, attitudes, habits that I'm not willing to let go of, that I just want to cling to. I want to cling to the old self, keep, keep moving in that way. Perhaps it's, am I actually growing in that willingness that, to go where God calls me to go or to do what God calls me to do? These are some of the ways we can see that we're, that we're taking up the new life that we're clothing ourselves in readiness for that banquet. But ultimately, it's, it's all about relationship with God, though. Because we remember it's a wedding banquet. 
It's a friend inviting us to join in the joy of his son's wedding. And I'm sure you know, if you've been invited to a friend's wedding or a a wedding of a family member of a friend, that it's not just an invitation to have a feed and a dance and a good time. It's about sharing in the joy of their heart, sharing in an important moment of their life together. It's about the relationship. And so our invitation to share in this banquet is about an invitation of relationship with God. And so perhaps the real question we need to ask is, am I open to being changed by my relationship with God? Because there's the invitation, but then we ought to be changed by the invitation as we take it up. There's the initial response that we make, but then there's the response we continue to make as it shapes our lives shapes who we are, changes the way we live as we prepare for the banquet, as we share in the life of our Father more and more. And so I'll leave you with just these two questions to reflect on today from what Jesus gives us in the Gospel. Have I responded to this invitation to share in the banquet of eternal life? And have I allowed this invitation to change who I am? Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate. Or you can click on the link in the podcast description Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.